everyone. Welcome back to the second episode of the Real Charm podcast, where we go back in time and reintroduce ourselves to the cast members of the Real Housewives of all cities, as well as Southern Charm. Today, we are going to talk about a cast member who was on season one, and I believe season two, and then she became one of the first castmates to have a guest appearance after she left the show. We are going to talk today about Joe De La Rosa Gray. So I've titled this episode, Joe De La Gray. She recently got married in 2022 after she met her now husband, Taryn, during COVID. So congratulations to her. I did check out her Instagram account. It looks like she's very happy. And I'm getting way ahead of myself because I have haven't even told you anything about her other than where she's at now, which is a total spoiler alert. But yeah, let's go back to season one and meet Joe De La Rosa before she added the gray. When we meet Joe, like I said, we met Gina first, then we roll right into Joe's introduction. Now again, they're in a studio in front of this white wall. The way that they have chosen to introduce Joe, she is with her boyfriend slash fiance Slade Smiley. His two boys are standing next to him and then she comes up and kicks her little leg back as she puts her hands on Slade's shoulder. So she's doing more of the little cutesy thing, even though he's a little bit more serious with the family. But you can tell that he is very happy that his much younger fiance is on this show because it also gives him a platform to tell people of how successful he is in his career. Dote on the fact that he is a very involved father. But back to Joe. Joe, I think what made her interesting in season one was not only was she the youngest, but she was very naive to the Orange County wealthy lifestyle. You could tell she felt comfortable with the basic stuff. She was very put together. She said she met Slade at a mortgage company. So I think she was familiar with, you know, getting her hair done, getting her nails done. I'm sure she liked to shop. I am definitely not making fun of any of these housewives when I say this, because this is exactly how I dressed in the early 2000s. A very popular outfit, and this is what she is wearing in her opening introduction. She's wearing a cute little, like, turquoise tank top and black boot cut dress pants. And I call them the Kohl's dress pants because when I was shopping to go into the workforce, I left college, let's see, 2001. And like I said, this was shot in 2005. So in the early 2000s, I know a lot of people did the whole business look with like the the boot cut dress pants. And then she's wearing like these cute little black strappy sandals, which remind me of the little sandals that I get like at DSW. So like I said, I am not coming down on her at all. I think seeing her in this outfit made me connect with her a little bit more, if that makes sense, because we were really close in age. I think she's only a year younger than me, 24 years old in 2005. So now she is 42 years old. So we find them 
walking into the kitchen, Joe and Slade, and it looks like they're getting the kids ready to go to school. And so we get her introduction where she says that he took her to a business dinner after she met him. And she says, quite frankly, I couldn't tell you what we talked about because I was too busy falling in love and drooling. Then we get images of Slade where he is posing nude. And it's one of those, it's a couple of pictures that, you know, if you see like a a cologne ad where a guy who's very, very well built, like not necessarily like really muscular, but has a decent amount of muscle, is pretty lean, just has a really good athletic body, is posing nude. And he's like turned away from the camera where you don't see anything to, he's not exposing anything. It's just, it's one of those shots where he's kind of like sitting on the ground and he has like one leg bent and then he's kind of like, he has one arm up in the air artistically. And it's funny because you see these shots and you can tell he's just very, very proud of himself. But her voiceover says, and he will never tell you that he used to model. Now, if you see the pictures and the way that he's looking at the camera, I can only imagine that was all he wanted to talk about when they first met him. But they probably had to say, listen, Joe is the one on the show. You know, we want to know about your life, but let's not talk about these, uh, these old modeling pictures, these black and white half nude modeling pictures that it never actually says where they were published, but that's okay. Then it flashes to their, a little bit of their life together. So they have a cute picture taken together. And she said that, you know, he has this George Clooney kind of vibe, which she thinks is very sexy. And then it flashes to Slade. Right off the bat, the first thing that Slade says is, I have 12 years on Joe. Uh, She's only 24 years old. He wants everyone to know that he's older than her. She actually chimes in. He wants me to stay at home. He wants me to take care of the house, to take care of the kids, to have dinner ready when he comes home, even though I don't know how to cook quite yet. So the first thing Slade says is that he's 12 years older than her. Then he says, it works out so well for us because I'm eager to teach and she's eager to learn. So he's just very full of himself. Like you can tell that he's almost like a father figure to her in the way that he talks about her, the way he brags about himself. And then the more that she talks, you can tell that she's still trying to adjust to this life because she goes on to say that when they first met, she wanted to work, but he didn't want her to. So she said, I have become a lady of leisure and she's wearing in like this little bikini sitting on a couch and then it shows her like in sweatpants and fuzzy slippers and I feel like out of all the housewives in season one she's like the most natural she just has a very natural beauty and she was young and she wasn't that well spoken but you could tell she just had a really good heart you could tell she was she was trying to navigate not just being on camera but just trying to figure out how she was going to have fun and be young and kind of get you know, some things out of her system. But I think that she she wanted to be a wife and a mom. I just, I think, you know, they, they dated for a year and they got engaged and then the show started filming. And I think it was just what happens to many couples is that, you know, they decide they're going to take the next step. And then there's just a lot of navigation, especially with someone's kids involved when they get brought into a new 
relationship. There's just a lot to figure out. Then she goes on to say, everyone thinks they want to live the life. Everyone thinks they want the cars and the house and the bling and the whole shebang. These are her words. And then she says, it might be a different story once you actually get it. And then it shows her sitting on a kitchen counter. She's opening the cabinet and closing the cabinet. And she just keeps doing that back and forth where she's so bored. And she says, it gets kind of lonely around here. We meet Gina in episode one. And and this is all still episode one of OC of season one. But in our episode one where we meet Gina, Gina is just very confident. She's at the opposite end of the spectrum. Not only does she live the life, she embraces the life. It's almost like, you know, if you had to guess who initiated that lifestyle, she came from that world. She was very happy to marry into that kind of dynamic where, you know, she stayed at home. But then she also found her own voice. She was also quite a bit older. I mean, she was a lot older than Joe. So Joe is the young one. She's the fun one. To jump ahead, I want to go ahead and do some of the forecasting. What's so funny is when you have the hindsight, when you're looking in 2023 back at 2006, Joe came on with Slade and she was going to be a stepmom. She was going to be an OC housewife. That was her trajectory. And then we find out later in the season that they are having major issues with the fact that she still wants to party and go out with her friends. You know, he's more of the homebody. He wants to spend time with his kids when he has them. He has two boys from two different moms. And I'm only saying that because whether he said it or not, just I know for a fact because of my own personal dynamic with my son's father has other kids. And so you're trying to, especially with the other mom, if you have a child with somebody, you're trying to match up those schedules and trying to figure out when the other parent can have both of their kids or all of their kids at the same time. So I understand where Slade is coming from because in this first episode, it seems like they really get along, but then he's really in control and he's really happy with how things are going. But you can tell she's just not really sure if this is the life for her, but I just don't think that she was mature enough and confident enough in that relationship to recognize that it just wasn't a good fit for them. I think that she was really infatuated with him and she really wanted that life, but then she didn't want to lose herself, which I don't blame her either. It's it's one of those situations where it's like two things can be true at the same time. We're seeing that there is definitely, you know, a disconnect there. But it's funny because I didn't realize this was the first, I guess it was the first official spinoff on Bravo. I do remember when this show came on. It's called Date My Ex, Joe and Slade. I believe it aired in 2008. I think they broke up. I know they were having trouble in season one, but I think that they kind of pulled it together and maybe were together in season two. We're not there yet. If I remember correctly, they did go back and forth for a while. And then when she was no longer on the show, then they had this show where I think they followed her dating. But then for some reason, I feel like she was trying to set him up. So it may have been like their own little version of like The Bachelor where he's dating different people, but then she has input. I I can't remember. Yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny. The other thing that's funny is that when you go to bravotv.com and Joe's profile pops up, I started reading it and I was like, wow, this seems very outdated. And it is. So even though it's on bravotv.com, I'm just, I'm kind of curious as to why they don't update these more. If they're going to have the Real House 
housewives from over the years still be on the website, you would think that they would at least kind of go in and maybe just add a few more sentences just talking about where they're at, maybe even just in 2023. So on BravoTV.com, if you go to Joe De La Rosa's page, it says that she appeared in the first two seasons of Real Housewives of Orange County, along with her then-fiancé Slade Smiley. Now De La Rosa is the object of affection for bachelors in Bravo's new competitive dating series, Date My Ex, Joe and Slade, in which she will look for a new love and try to break from Smiley once and for all. Although the two ended their engagement, they remained friends, and Smiley is De La Rosa's closest confidant and business partner. So I matched up the information from this page. We do know from the show, she, you know, is a singer. Um, I think she actually teams up with Slade's oldest son. I think he played guitar, and I think they they actually started playing together, and it was really cute. It was a very touching moment. She did come out with a debut single called You Can't Control Me. It says it will release this summer. I did find out that released in 2008. So, like I said, this page is outdated. But it's really funny because I found, I knew she had a song, but I found the lyrics. I'm going to read all of that for you. But I just want you to think about what kind of song this would be just by hearing the lyrics. So verse one says, always talking about the things that you want. You don't really care about me. Never seem to listen to the things that I say. Think you know what I mean. Ask me who I'm with, where I'm at, where I'll be. Can't understand or believe. You tell me how to sit, how to feel, what to wear. Don't give a deal. A-M-N about me. Sorry, I'm going to try to keep this clean. Pre-chorus, I'm dying to break out, ready to freak out. And then the chorus, you push me, mold me. All I want is set free. Got me on my knees. You can't control me. I'm crawling, falling, aching, breaking, and I can't even breathe. You can't control me. This is probably more of like a ballad, just something a little bit more slow and powerful. What's funny is that I found the song on YouTube and I started listening to it and I was really surprised when I heard the music. I didn't even think it really didn't even match up with the video editing and the song by Lenny Kravitz called Fly Away. I think a lot of people know that song pretty well. The opening to Fly Away sounds a lot. Well, Joe De La Rosa's song, her opening actually sounds a lot like the opening to Fly Away. I was going to try to take clips of both, but then I thought, "Mm, I don't want to get in trouble for the music. That's the last thing I need is to get some kind of copyright slap on the wrist. So I would say if you're interested in hearing the two of those songs together, pull up two different tabs and Google Joe De La Rosa's You Can't Control Me along with Lenny Kravitz Fly Away. So that's all I'm going to say about that. Back to the show. I tend to go on tangents and since I'm by myself, I have to reel myself in. Like I said, we're we're still on episode one. We've been introduced to Joe. We've been introduced to Slade. He basically over the years it has been a very interesting interesting house husband because he was still present on the show even after Joe left. And this is the fun part about somebody who's never seen the show and they go back and they're learning about these people is they get to jump ahead and learn about what's going to happen in future episodes. But Slade sticks around. He hooks up with Lori, who we will meet soon. She was one of the original castmates. I think they just had a brief interaction And then he ends up with Gretchen, who comes in, I believe, season three, maybe even two, but it's two or three. 
And when Gretchen comes on the scene, she is with somebody else, and we will go into that. Joe and Gretchen were actually good friends. So that was, I don't want to say it was one of the first situations where a friend, where two girlfriends on Bravo, you know, went behind the other one's back and took their man. But again, since we're going back to the beginning, these are the things that I'm looking for from 2023, especially following, you know, Scandal and just... I was listening to a podcast the other day and Harry Dubin, his name came up and that's another guy that he is very friendly with many of the New York housewives has been over the years. And so it's just funny when these guys come into the picture in one season and then they stick around. But Slade was definitely one of those. In season one, when we meet Joe, Slade is all about Joe. But the problem is that he wants her to be the typical OC housewife. She's just not sure about it. She's a a very interesting I you know I hate calling them characters because they're real people but she's an interesting character because she starts out like with a cry for help but when the camera's on her for the first couple of episodes you would think even if you were in a tough situation you would just kind of like smile and nod and maybe fake it a little bit. And it's almost like she was just waiting for somebody to ask her if she was okay. Because she just opens right up and says, you know, I drooling over him and obsessed with him and falling in love with him. And he's so hot, but I'm bored. And he wants me to stay at home. And I don't know how to cook. And I really want to work. And so just a completely different dynamic than what Gina Keogh gives us. So the reason that this episode is titled... Joe Day LaGray. Like I said, she got married in 2022. I had listened to a podcast episode, I think it was last year, where she was telling her story about how she met her current husband, how they met during COVID. I think they met online. You know, I looked him up and he seems like he would be a very supportive spouse. I think he is a musician. It looks like in the days leading up to them getting married, I think he wrote a song for her. It just seems like he is the type of guy that she really needed that she could laugh with and be creative with. You know, he's younger and I think she just needed somebody, not necessarily older, but somebody who could make her feel safe. And obviously I'm just putting those words out there. I don't think she ever really said that, but it seems to me like she liked the father figure that Slade was, but then she also wanted more of a friend and a partner. And I think he's one of these guys that as we get further along in the season, we see that he almost talks to her more like, you know, a teenage daughter, you know, some of the things that he says. And, and I think that he wanted a younger woman, kind of like a trophy wife that he assumed that she would just want to grow up quickly because he had kids and that she would just want a stepmom role. And we'll find out later that that just didn't come together the way that he wanted it to. The website of hers that I found is called House of Grey. So her website is is joedelarosagray.com. It says, I'm Joe De La Rosa Gray, and I create fashion, beauty, and lifestyle content for the city girl. I love showing women how to feel their best and transform their style. And then she says, you may or may not recognize me from Bravo's Real Housewives of Orange County. Since leaving the show and stepping away from the cameras, I built a successful career in digital advertising. But after realizing my true passion, I was in need of a fresh start, and now I'm ready to pursue a 
a lifelong dream, building a fashion and beauty digital empire. But how does a former reality star do that after so many years out of the spotlight? Follow my journey I'm calling the Influencer Project, a behind-the-scenes look into the making of an influencer. Okay, so it seems like she has really pivoted from being the young party girl who wasn't really sure what she wanted. And of course now, you know, it's not like she's 24 anymore. She's 42. But, you know, it looks like she's still kind of trying to find her exact place. But I think now that she has a supportive partner, you know, I lived in Nashville for a number of years. I went there originally to sing. And there's just something about finding someone, you know, it's great to work with other creative people. But when you have a partner in life that is when you're a creative person and you find another creative person, sometimes working together and feeding off of each other and they both have written songs and have performed songs. It seems like she has all of these different interests that he can help her with. Yeah, so I'm excited for her. I think this is her first marriage. So last thing really quick, I found something on Wikipedia. I don't know how I missed it before. It's pretty awesome. When you go to the Real Housewives of Orange County, there is this chart that shows main cast members and it shows their names and then it shows the seasons and then there's a color block for when they were a main cast member and then if they came back as a guest and then if they came back as a friend. Now, as many of you know, if you watch any of these shows now, if you're a friend, that's something that you are usually cast as, at least now in 2023. If someone comes on the show a few episodes and it at the bottom it says their name and it says a friend of, that's normally a casting decision where you're not a main character, but you're still getting paid and you're still shooting with the main cast. And so I just think it's interesting because it looks like Joe was a main cast member seasons one and two, and then it shows her as a guest for three and four. And then there's an underline on guest that says the term guest appearance generally denotes the appearance of a guest in an artistic or pop culture setting. So I'm excited to get back to the later seasons of this main cast because not all of them stuck around past seasons, you know, three or four. But I'm curious to get back to seasons two and three because I can't remember if she comes back on and performs or if that's when they did the show. Let's see. Season one was 2006. Oh, here it's got their pictures. If you hover over the season number, it shows the cast photo. That's amazing. Okay. So it's still showing her season two. Oh, that's so funny. It shows her holding like a cocktail and then she has a cell phone up to her ear. That's cute. It's not like their main picture where they're holding the orange. It's almost like, yeah. So in season three, the picture says caution adults at play and Gina Keo is holding a cocktail and then someone else is holding money and someone else is holding a handbag. Oh, I miss the old days of Orange County. <laughs> I miss when the main storyline was them showing off their stuff. I just, even though they were pretentious, you know, a little bit catty, at least they behave. Ugh, 
Anyway, it was very charming. So I think that's going to be all for today. Like I said, we, we really had a shift from Gina to Joe. In our next episode, I believe the next person who comes in is going to be Lori, if I remember correctly. It's either Lori, maybe it's Kimberly. I can't remember. Yeah, by the time we get there, I will have it figured out. So thank you again for joining me on the Real Charm podcast. And I look forward to getting reacquainted with the rest of these housewives with you. So I will see you next time.